Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Thank you for welcoming me to our show, our podcast. You don't sound sincere at all. No, I just, you know. I like hosting things because I suck at first thoughts. You like, like hosting things because you're a douchebag who likes to control things. That's another valid point, but... For Podswoggle, I never have first the thought. I never have the thought. I'm starting to stutter. Is that like a sign of something? Yes, it means that you're a douchebag who likes to control <laughs> things. No, for real. Like I noticed it recently. I'm stuttering more. Um, I used to stutter when I was a kid. Apparently, my aunt says my mom doesn't remember, and I don't know. You're, you're um, just doing cocaine in Miami. <laughs> um, I supposedly stuttered, but sometimes when I stutter, it's because my mouth is working faster than my brain you so that might be it that you're not finishing your thoughts completely and you're trying to articulate them and you're not very good at either one there's so many good big mouth jokes that i'm not even gonna touch go ahead be nice no yeah it's because you can't think of them no i got them go on no because my brain actually works faster than my mouth because my brain and my mouth are proportionally you know decent whereas you could swallow your brain in one gulp you just like, pull, like, like, literally, like, take your brain out of your skull, lift it up over your head, open, unhinge your jaw, and just plop, and it's like dropping a, uh, like a tic-tac into a volcano. Your mouth is large. What we do here every single <laughs> week... make really lame references to how big my mouth is. <laughs> it gives me a lot of fun and pleasure. We watch movies. We talk about our lives. Totally misconstrued. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Your mouth gives me pleasure. Uh, <laughs> we talk about movies that we randomly watch or we nominate to watch or we pick to watch. or We watch fucking movies. We review them. We have fun. We make fun of each other. We talk about our lives, et cetera, et cetera. It's a great time for all. It's August 8th, 2018. It is nowhere near August 8th. It's August 6th. <laughs> It is August 6th. I was so focused on getting the year right because I was thinking 2017. It's August 6th. Oh, man. What's that'll wrong be, with That'll you? be episode 251 to 300 is who gets the date wrong the most. You're the only one who says the date, so it's going to be you. <laughs> we're going to have to alternate saying the date. It's been like two weeks. We work in a bank where we have to write the date all day. Literally is 10 people right? asked me the date today, and I got it right every single time. It's the first time I've gotten the date wrong. It's not even barely the date almost. The date's like two hours, two hours and 20 minutes away from being a different date. I still fucked it up. And even when it's a different date, it's not going to be the date that you said. It's, 
It's closer to it. Like, it's not like it. you were even saying, like, yesterday's date or tomorrow's date. It's like two days from now. Welcome like, to it's the podcast. No- it is February 47th, 1962. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, this week, we are still catching up from having my mother here. Um, that's really <sighs> why... <laughs> It's really why um, yeah, we're both we're both feeling it. Samantha like tore her hip going up the stairs. I think I tore our steps all. are the most uh, in order of dangerous things in on in the country. Number one is Chicago. Number two oh, is God, our we're steps. Going there. Yeah, so both of them we are in the line of fire of. Yeah, I'm really like, looking forward to calling my mom before we go on an airplane and her having to remind me that like 69 people were shot in Chicago this past weekend. Um, it's all in the one part. We're not going to go to that part. It's fine. Uh, yeah, our, t- our steps are dangerous. I don't mind. I'm going to be with Augie the whole time. I'll be fine. <laughs> Who do you think was doing all those shootings? Um, he's there early. Um. Augie didn't even know what day it was. Augie, <laughs> <laughs> who booked his, uh, airfare for this wedding that is Saturday, as I finish saying the sentence. No, I'm kidding, but it's not that much further past. Uh, my entire right side of my body is in agony because I went golfing. I went, sorry, I went to the driving range, which might be worse. It's definitely worse. Because I'm just trying to be... Way less a, exertion. Well, yeah, because I'm just trying to be like a fucking show-off asshole and hit a golf ball as hard as I can. Yeah. Um, 169 yards. Just going to point that. 130 mile an hour top speed. Uh-huh. Just going to point that You're out. a douchebag who likes to control things. <laughs> Who's way too competitive for his own fucking good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're hanging in there. We're trying to get, uh, trying to, get to vacation. So, um, recording this before we have a... Uh, wedding that I'm in in a Chicago. Whirlwind weekend. Yes, we'll have a uh, big report on when we return next week. Um, but if you remember last week's show, when my mother was here, we did the ability to um, see some movies. We went over everything that we saw together. But I was oh, able yeah. to see an extra movie, and I was also able to watch some stuff online. So I'll start with um, also I'll start with what I went to go see in theaters. I went one night after work um, with a couple buddies and got some some drinks and some food. And afterwards, went to go see the independent movie I was dying to go see. Went to go see Sorry to Bother You, which um, it seems like every summer there's like that buzzworthy indie movie and that buzzworthy documentary. We talked about Won't You Be My Neighbor being one last week. So saw Sorry to Bother You. I, I was feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd had several, and I had several. I had two beers with me in the theater because um, I didn't want to get up and go. Um, I'm officially getting old because I have to pee in movies all the time now. Mm, that sucks. I know it's really bad. I had to get up and go pee. That's bad. Um, saw it. Was one of the most insane movie experiences of my life. Honestly, still to this day, everybody who I know has seen it has loved it, gushed about it, and I definitely agree that it was original and and thought-provoking. And I, I think at its core, it was good. It just was not what I was anticipating at mm-hmm. all. Um, wonderfully performed, uh, really uniquely directed. Boots Riley, I think, is somebody to, to keep an eye out on um, in terms of someone having original voice. But I'd have to see it again just to like see it in a, in like a normal state of mind. So also I get it, um, and also to make sure that what I saw was I, I like I want to say things that are like massive spoilers just to like kind of drive my point point home, but I won't. 
uh, I'm a very interested to see. I'm very excited to see how much you will hate this movie when you have to watch it. I know personally you will hate it. Cool. You will not like it. Great. Why? Just not my kind of movie? It's not your kind of movie. It's out there in a way that, like, if you just don't, like, if you're just not up for it, like, I don't, like, I still don't know if I was up for it or not. You know what my favorite part of your explanation why I wouldn't like it is because you're trying to not offend me. No, I'm trying. You're trying to say that it's because I have, like, no sense no, of, like, no, no, no. deep, deep appreciation for the thing that is film and all of this. I know what, no, no, I know Mumbo jumbo you no. learn in your film school that no, you I know attended and took I know classes. it seems that way. No, what I'm trying to do is, like, I know of, like, two or three specific, like, twists and plot things and you'd be like, wait, I'm sorry, what? That, like, I don't want to say out loud <laughs> as, like, spoilers, but I know you so well that I can see you doing them. Okay. And that's why. All right. So I highly encourage everyone to check it out just because it's a unique... Everyone but me. Original to movie. go check it out. No, I mean, you're going to see it. I just look forward to hearing you complain about it. Um, and then I saw um, you started to watch, and then you fell asleep on Netflix... Uh, I think it was called Making Fun, the Funko documentary. Um, when did we start watching that? We watched that on a Saturday night before my mom got here. Where the fuck was I? You were here. You, were, I was like, hey, do you mind if I start watching? She's like, yeah, we can watch this. And you last like 20 minutes. And I looked over and I was like, nope, you're asleep. Um, I really actually did want to watch that. Well, you started to. And I kept waking you up. And you were like, you're normal. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that shit. Thing. Yeah, you do. So, uh, so it was fine. It was good. It was fun. Um, a good, unique look at uh, Funko. You know, it's a pretty standard documentary. Um, had some cool interviews in it. Remember Zack Ryder was in it. You missed the Zack Ryder interview. No, I don't remember. I was asleep. I specifically woke you up and you smiled. And then you went back to sleep. I don't remember that. I was asleep. <laughs> You're fucking up. <laughs> um... God. Yep, and now you'll never see it again. Yes, I will. It's my Netflix. Oh, can I delete something off of Netflix? Oh, God, that's such a mom question. How do I delete this off my Netflix? All right, Noreen. Uh, and lastly, and this ties into uh, what we're going to watch eventually, we promise, as uh, Man of Steel is our, is our next random selection out of the box whenever we get to it. I finally watched The Death of... Our, I think it's called The Death of Superman Lives. Basically, it's a documentary about the Tim Burton Superman Lives movie that was never made um, back in 1997 with Nicolas Cage. Very famously, uh, Kevin Smith told the story of his script and dealing with John Peters for it. Um, there's been pictures. It was a kickstarted a long time ago, and the guy that directed it, John Schnepp, who actually, uh, like, three days after I watched this movie, passed away... Who like he was a part of making like Metalocalypse, Adventure Brothers, who worked for Collider. It was like a passion project of his, and he interviewed Kevin Smith and Tim Burton and John Peters. Like he got everybody for it. So I watched it finally off of YouTube. Sorry, didn't pay for it. Um, and it was really cool. It was really really good. If that's your kind of thing, watching like um, like documentaries or like behind the scenes stuff of like movies that don't get made, which I fucking love, especially as high profile as that was really, 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 really cool. Um, Chris Rock was going to be Jimmy Olsen, which was just crazy and weird. All, like, the the Brainiac, like, artwork and, like, the design of how the movie was going to be. And, oh, it was a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff. So check that out if you haven't as well. 
that's been my movie-going experience as of late. Maybe we'll have something else in the next couple weeks. I don't know. There's really nothing else I want to see right now. Like, I'm good right now. There's some stuff on Plex I want to watch. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, stuff that I'm not going on the theaters. We have a brand new, beautiful movie theater that just opened up next to us. And, of course, as soon as it opens, there's, like, nothing I want to go see. Of course. I'm just fine, like, we have, like, two hours to just go. It's like, hey, yeah, give me two for Christopher Robin. I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of that's out. Okay. So, okay. Today's podcast, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, is the film... This was your nomination, Samantha. Go ahead and read the box. Who framed Roger Rabbit 25th anniversary? On Blu-ray for the first time ever, this digitally remastered edition of Who Framed Roger Rabbit... Uh, That didn't sound right. (laughs) Digitally? That's just how I say the word. You can't. It's like when you say warrior. Okay, okay. Do you want me to start over? Can I continue from where I was? Continue. Practically jumps off of the screen with its brilliant picture, rich sound, and dangerous curves. It's 1947 Hollywood, and Eddie Valiant, Bob Hoskins, a down-on-his-luck detective, is hired to find proof that Marvin Acme, gag factory mogul and owner of Toontown, is playing hanky-panky with femme fatale Jessica Rabbit, wife of maroon cartoon superstar Roger Rabbit. When Acme is found murdered, all fingers point to Roger, who begs the tune-hating Valiant to find the real evildoer. Complete with hours of bonus features, including three digitally restored Roger Rabbit shorts, this multi-Oscar winner, best film editing, best sound effects editing, best visual effects, special achievements in animation direction, 1988, is pure magic in high def Blu-ray. That's not fair. It's such a long sentence. That, I have no that chance one, to catch that one counts. That counts. That's Fine. one. Fine. One. I'll, I'll oh, you... shall I update the scores? Yes. If you're new here uh, for the, the next score. 50 episodes, whoever messes up the back of the box the most um, loses the bet and has to watch a movie series they did not want to see. Cool. So that is the. Let me see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's the twelfth box I've read mm-hmm. since we've started this. The twelfth box that I've read, and that is the fourth time that I fucked up. Okay. You have read five boxes mm-hmm. and fucked up five times. <laughs> so I think I'm okay. You're only one behind me, though. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm only one behind you. And if I lose this. It's because you've made me read so many more. I and it's offered. not fair. That's fucking no. bullshit. And it's on the record, by the way, okay. that I offered. And you're like, no, no, because you just want a fucking excuse when you lose. No, because I'm, I'm not going to lose. Okay. Trust me, I'm not okay. going to lose. Sure. So who framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, the 25th anniversary edition. So this came out in 2013, I think, because the movie came out in 88, 89, something like that. Yeah, it came out in 2013. Um... Thank you for helping, for having a dialogue. That's, that's really good. Um, About what? I, I was asking a question. Out? Oh, I didn't know you were asking a question. Like, who framed Roger Rabbit's not actually a question. There's no question mark. I, so I thought that you were just taking your cue from the actual box. Yeah, there's no fucking question mark. Because it's not a legit question. Uh, it's unlucky for, for it to be questions. Like an actual, like with a question mark. Whatever, it's all superstition. This movie is dope. 
movie's great. It's it's a classic. It's, it's this so movie great. this movie doesn't get enough. We watched this movie eleven days ago. Yeah. Okay, and we can still talk about it. Of course, this movie doesn't get enough. I feel like modern audiences don't give it enough credit for everything that did. This came out when Disney was like wasn't doing great. Yeah. Like, this came out, right? This basically started, everyone credits, like, Little Mermaid well, yeah. for whoa, starting whoa, whoa. the golden age. Get off your fucking fin horse. That was really lame. That, I should, that is the week of the week. But this movie was a huge hit, groundbreaking visual effects. They got, they got a special Oscar just for... It's it's groundbreaking technology that it used. Um, brought Disney back up to where then Little Mermaid and everything else kind of came afterwards and yeah, started yeah, pulling yeah. to Disney. Um, but this also, like, this when Disney had fucking balls, man. Like, this is after the James Gunn thing and after Disney just gobbles up Marvel and Star Wars and just goes... Like, this is, sure, I think we referenced at the end of the podcast last week, this is based off of a book, which still, like, boggles my mind. And I didn't know until, like, very recently um, that this was based off of uh, a novel. But still, it's, like, an original-ish property. Yeah. It's a PG, it's PG when it really should be PG-13. Definitely should be PG-13. This is, I mean, Jessica Rabbit alone is PG-13, borderline R. But, you know, you have, you're dealing with alcoholism, and you, there's murder. Like, flat out, like, people just getting shot Lots in this movie. Lots of sex. A lot of suggestive. Um, Donald Duck calls Daffy Duck the N-word. That's um, not proven. <laughs> you can't so, just say things like that, and it'd be unfounded. It is an urban legend. That's how we're going to get into trouble. It is an show. urban legend. I didn't make that up. And to be perfectly honest, I knew it was coming. I listened. I hear it, too. You, you don't know what he's saying. Right here, I'm going to play the clip of Donald Duck saying what everyone thinks he says to Daffy Duck. I've worked with a lot of wisecrackers, but you are despicable. Don't do that, because then we're going to get taken I'm going to bleep Donald Duck. <laughs> but I want to get back to like that premise of thing later. Um... Like, yeah, like, Disney doesn't do... Like, Disney... This is technically... It's Disney, but I think it's also... What, Buena Vista or like Touchtone, technically? Like, well, it's a bunch of things because it's also Amblin because Amblin is Spielberg producing it and Robert Zemeckis, who could do no fucking wrong for like a seems like 10 or 15 year block of time. Yeah. Um, just being super fucking creative and employing great people and having just a fun atmosphere and a just a great story that is just timeless but also like Roger Rabbit like I actually saw a YouTube video about this um I think it was through Defunct Land when they're talking about characters in the park and stuff like Roger Rabbit just like doesn't exist in the parks Disneyland still has the Roger Rabbit ride yeah one of the many reasons I want to go to Disneyland is because of, of things that I've never experienced or haven't experienced in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. But like besides that, like they like he's just kinda like does isn't there. And it's like why? They've always wanted to do a sequel to it. Yeah, it's it's just one of those Disney that's not really Disney. Mm-hmm. I mean, because also a lot of it is 
like with Warner Brothers and stuff like that crossover, which Disney doesn't really do now. Well, then, yeah. And, well, they, well, they, they don't do, have to. Well, they don't have to because they own everything. Right. So if but they do do it, it's their own fucking property. Right. But like at this point, not everything is theirs and like it's kind of like, okay, promoting the other brands as well because you can't really do something with Roger Rabbit without having it be this movie. Like, you know, you look you at, could. like... You could. I mean, you, you, could, could, you but, could just do Toontown being Disney and you can get those characters that are kind of... You can, but then also a lot of these characters are not Disney appropriate now. Remember, Disney's taking a big turn from here to what it is now. You're not going to have baby Her- Hermit... I was going to say baby Huey. You're going to have baby Huey running around. You're going to have, like, baby Hermit and Jessica Rabbit and that super-sexualized they, character. themselves. They're not going to have that anymore. You have uh, Olaf the Talking snowman now which i love but it's just very different than what disney's trying to do now because i thought you that's actually a good point i thought what you were referencing was that they wouldn't like like reach agreements to have like well that too but i feel like but i feel like they're more prone to do that than like have baby herman and jessica because think of like wreck it ralph they were like okay fine we'll pay fucking uh nintendo for bowser and we'll pay sega for fucking Sonic and do whatever. Like, they're willing to do that for the sake of, like, being, like, cool and artistic, but they won't have, like, a set. Right, like... it's in the movie. If they made a Wreck-It Ralph land or ride, it's not going to have that stuff. Because it... it yeah, it, I, I, I mean, get what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they do it for that, for, like, the movie purpose, but they're not going to do it. They're not going to... Like, extend it. Like, Universal's paying Disney to have the Hulk and Spider-Man right mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean? Universal like, pays everybody for everything. But you know what I yeah, mean? No, like, yeah. Disney's not paying for that. Like, mm-hmm. they're having their properties be used, and they're getting the money for it. If there's one thing Disney is, it's a profitable company. They know the yeah. right moves to make when it comes to that well, kind of even... thing. But they're not going to do the sexualization and stuff because... Think of it like this movie. We say it's a classic. We love it, but I pretty much everybody. In everyone says is. I know, but everyone says about all the quote unquote Disney movies as being that you know regeneration of Disney, and mm-hmm. and those are the things that sell. I mean, if you had a Little Mermaid, Ariel doll, and Roger Rabbit, I mean, most kids, most little yeah. girls are gonna pick the Little Mermaid doll. And at this point in time, that's who Disney was targeted towards, was actually yeah. little girls. Well, and this still, it was, I think it was the second biggest hit of the year that it came out, like a huge box office success, but yeah, it just, it was a different A time. different time. And even, even to your point, so they did the Warner Brothers stuff and they did characters they could kind of get, like, Betty Boop or whatever, they wanted more. They wanted, like, the Popeyes and, like, the Tom and Jerry's and, like, that other, like, sector, and they just, like, like it didn't get approval enough time or, like, didn't want to pay for it. I forget what the exact um, reasoning was. But, um, this like, movie... this isn't a Disney movie. It's packaged like a Disney movie. It's advertised like a Disney movie, but, but there's no Disney not, on it. Right, but it's, like, it's not a Disney movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when people ask me to name Disney movies, I don't name this. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But it is, though. Like, this is, it's Buena Vista Home Entertainment. Like, whatever. Um, which is a shame because I, I think it's one, I seriously think it is one of the best. I mean, it's just fun. It's funny. Um, and, and it's super original and creative. 
you know, it starts off with the, the short, you know, and it puts you in the world. And then all of and a sudden then... you're in this, like, crazy world. You follow Bob Hoskins in this, like, totally tragic character. Um, you get wrapped up in this, like, murder mystery. You meet, um, you know, every character, like, means something, too. Like, you get, like, Benny the Cab. You get, like, the fucking Weasels. Like, you have, like, it's not like anybody's, like, a throwback. Everybody feels important. Um, it tells a really simple story, but it's still really, like, like I never noticed, like, how layered it was. Like, I never got, you know, like, yeah, this yeah. conglomerate buying the town, you know, and, and like taking don't. stuff over. And like, you don't get I'm it. I'm not supposed to. I'm a child. And yeah. yeah, when you're a kid watching, I mean, this came out when we were two. Mm-hmm. I was two, you were one, and, and everything. And yeah, it, it, it's the thing that I like about Disney movies, especially Pixar movies now, where they have that layer that, the, that is for like the parents and the layer that's for the kids. Um, I think that this do, does well. For that, this is kind of like the startings of that. Like, it has, like, this story that kids can follow, and that's what, you know, you first think of. But then, like you just said, it's got all those other layers of, okay, he's buying these things, and, oh, he's buying this, so that way there's this. And, it, like you said, this murder mystery that's good for adults, too. So I think it's fun for everyone. should have watched some of these extras. They have a lot of cool, like, split-screen comparisons of with or without animation um, yeah, and I think that's the other thing I want to touch on, too, when you talked about how it, it got awards and recognized for, like, the groundbreaking technology This still looks stuff. great. It still looks very, very good compared to a lot of other ones that are uh, animation and live-action mix that do not do it as well as this did. I mean, they just did it well, and I think a lot of that is attributed to... I mean, it's going to get into, like, some of the acting and performance, but, you know, I just think that they had the right people in the right roles, and something I read was the guy who did the voice of Roger Rabbit insisted insisted on actually being Roger Rabbit, like, in the scenes, instead of having the actors act to just, like, a a ball or or nothing, he was there as the fill-in, and I think that that helped kind of... Well, I think for, like, the reactions Right, the realism, and and make it seem more... um, have a have an easier transition when it instead of him being there it was actually like Roger Rabbit or Benny the Cab or whatever. But even the effects of it still look like the acting is better in terms of like usually having like you said reacting to nothing. But like I paid you know how I am like I pay close ass attention these old movies to see like if they hold up in terms of like effects and stuff like that are lauded for and this honest to goodness does it does it definitely does um and nothing like hand-drawn animation as well oh yeah i love hand-drawn animation i miss it does stuff look impressive nowadays sure but hand-drawn animation just has it just it's what i grew up with so it's always what i'm gonna remember it's always what i'm gonna appreciate like i'm sad and, like, I'm scared to think, like, Jillian, like, I even feel it, like, when she watches, like, like, The Lion King. Like, The Lion King still looks, I mean, all those things look great. But, like, you can see that it's drawn by hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I feel like to her there's going to be, like, a disconnect to it. Because well, why? She'll how just it, turn on the live action one that's coming out. But, like, of how it looks, like, it won't be, like, impressive or, like, yeah. like I don't know. Like, I, that's going to be up to us, really. Well, yeah, but, I mean, she's going to appreciate it because we have a movie podcast and she's going to have to appreciate it. She'll be on the show. But it's, 
yeah, I get it. I mean, you're right. We talk about how a lot of things don't hold up. Like it, and if like they redid the movie, I mean, comparing that, but this one does. I mean, this one you can't really, like the only reason you could tell it's made in 1988 is because it was legit made in 1988, but it takes place in 1947. So, you know, it, it, I just think that the mix that they do of animation and live action is just, I just think that it really lends itself to have that lasting effect and be sure. able, you know, a lot of the movies we complain about have like special effects and all these things that are like, oh, that's really shitty looking or whatever. This one just, it just works. Like it just blends together well and it doesn't have any of those like. All the stuff that Bob Hoskins like, and, Char- and, and Roger Rabbit do together mm-hmm. are very impressive when Jessica Rabbit is dancing and like touching people. It's done very well. Even when like the, like the fight scenes and. The, and, and the um, dip is the it's dip great. to this day horrifies me. I feel Scared so I feel shitless. so that bad shoe? for that shoe. Oh my god! That shoe is that shoe is dead. That shoes with Groot. What if Groot got dipped? <laughs> he's not animated. He's real, so it wouldn't have an effect no, on him. Animated. Shut the fuck up. Wait, that's always like I remember that as a as a child as a child. This movie also was very scary. Yeah, um, I mean Christopher Lloyd is terrifying in this movie. Christopher Lloyd has had like the most amazing career, like for real. Like, like think of all these like seminal roles in movies and stuff. Yeah, and it's just, it, like all of them are just Christopher Lloyd. He's amazing. He's a national treasure. Um, so we we touched on it, but I want to make sure that we go back to it. Like just like how important this movie is, just for, like for the history of of animation, not just for like its advances, but just like. Like, like this is the only movie you ever you ever got and ever will get where you got Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny together, like, mm-hmm. and not just like oh hey they're in the same room like talking like mm-hmm. doing stuff same thing with Donald Duck and uh, Daffy, Daffy Duck um, despite the fact that it, you know it's... he says you goddamn little blank mm. and mm. it cuts him off because then the hook comes. No, he finishes he his thought. He does not. Finishes his thought. Donald Duck's a big old racist. <laughs> um, but that stuff's just, like, seminal. Like, it's so cool to see. And it just, like, it's like, that's my childhood. Like, together. Mm-hmm. Like. It's true. That's that's why I, I love all both those scenes so much because of how, how cool they are. But all of it. I just love. Is there anything you don't like? Not really. I mean, the introduction, introduction, introduction of some of the um, other characters. I felt like they were doing it just to do it, but I get why. I mean, it's supposed to be this like walking crazy Toontown. I feel like they tried to jam in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, just just to to show. I feel they like had all these de- characters and everything. Also, I just feel like this movie like just likes to show off at times. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he's got like the bullets. Um, yes. Uh, there's a lot of like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, my only complaint or critique is, and I know this is this is for the most part purposeful, but it's still like as a 31 year old, it's like it grates on me a little bit. Is that Roger Rabbit's almost too annoying? Like, 
he's hard to like root for mm. just because he's too out over the top and like grating at times and he has to be you know even, I mean that's just how he is I know but like it's just really it, it gets to you after a certain point you know like just watching it it's just like that I think that's that adult watching something that's supposed to be for children like it's that <laughs> or level or maybe you're of just it. a douchebag no I'm not stop calling me a fucking douchebag if the shoe fits that makes no goddamn sense. Douches don't have feet. Um, what? <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, but he does like, and I think it's part of it's the portrayal of of Roger Rabbit. Just like I, I don't know. Like it just. I guess I mean it's supposed to be an over the top character. It's supposed to be this wacky, over the top guy. I mean, that's just that's how it's supposed to be. I don't think it's it's over, overly done at all. It's supposed to be exaggerated. That's the whole point. It just, I don't know. It just got to me a little bit. Just you know him, being so. What the fuck was? Why did you just do that? Because I was gonna. <clears throat> burp and I didn't want to so you spit the water back in the bottle and then re-drank the water well because I spit it out and I wasn't going to burp so then I drank it to help me burp but I didn't want to burp and then have water go all over you and then you complained about it the rest of the night I was you're, doing it for you you're disgusting can you get me something else to drink no no you should have thought that before we started recording um so that that would be it I mean you know they have he's not annoying he's just drawn that way all right. Look. That's one of the most sub. That's one of the most sublime lines, ever. Look. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. How many times do you jack off to Jessica Rabbit? Never. I have never in my entire life jerked off to like cartoons or anime or any of that stuff. Like. Okay. It's just not. Like is like I'll remember like in middle school and high school specifically. Don't there was throw this, your friends under the bus. No, I'm not gonna say names or anything. I'm animals. not gonna say names or anything. But Tony Colt, no. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Hey, no. hey, hey! Happy wedding. <laughs> the only reason I reference that is because he had a funny line in a sketch once. But then I'm just gonna go home, whack off, watch anime. Um, what sketch was that? Where it was like a real uh, life. Boober. No, there was um like this fighting game called Dead or Alive, and they always had like these you know buxom female characters and they released like a dead or alive like beach volleyball game and it was like rated m and you could like put codes in to get like the characters naked that's really and like i'd have like friends and stuff like talk about it and be like they're not fucking real <laughs> like i've never gotten that at all the same thing like like there's always or at least there used to be, like, the, all these ads for, like, like cartoon porn parodies. Like, you want to see, like, Homer nail Marge? And it's like... No. No! I don't know! Nothing about that is appealing to me whatsoever. Yeah. All that said, I would fuck the shit out of Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> really? You like Rabbit? It's the only one... No, I don't at all. But, like... You couldn't do that today? Yeah, that's... You're right. Like... Just not even in a Disney movie. I feel like you couldn't just make this just sex character. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sex on a stick? I don't know. <laughs> um I mean she's 
she's something. You know what the most amazing part of it is? It's now she's voiced by uh, Kathleen Turner, who just looks so rough. She, it, it's like, uh, have you, you probably haven't ever read The Picture of Dorian Gray? Yeah, of course. I, what, I know the concept. But, oh, yeah, yeah. but have you ever read it? Um, I think I read like the kids' version of it, where like they simplify it for you. That that doesn't really exist. Yeah, they do. I had like a whole set, like every like famous book. They like oh, like you, every you, other book's like a, a picture. So you dumb, you read the dumbed down version of all these. I was eight years books. old. I'm not gonna be. But, okay. I'm not gonna go on and a fucking car ride. And have read, you like, ever read any of them? Legitimately? No, I, I know the stories. I read the easy versions. I don't need to fucking get all the like the bullshit literary. No, I know the stories. Uh, it's a picture. He gets old. Uh, Doc Jekyll must hide. He's two people. Uh, Frankenstein. Uh, don't be God. Uh, Three Musketeers. All for one. All for no, uh, for something. Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Everyone dies. Can we please have a book podcast? Can we please do like a <laughs> classic literature? No. Book po- Tatiana will do it with us. I know she. You guys will. do it. No, you have to be on it. No, but I, like, all right. So fine. So you guys like read like one of those books, and I read like. One the of my, kids' version. Yeah, or I read like one of my bullshit. Jillian. One of my bullshit books. I bought a couple of them. You know yeah, the ones I yeah, bought. Yeah, I know. That's the stuff that I read. I know, but I also have the legitimate version. That's eh, actually fuck that shit. Fuck that. I got the gist of it, and I don't have to deal with your bullshit literary style. Fucking. Not, there has not been a good book written before nineteen fifty. That's not true. Just saying it right there. Boom. Calling it out as I see it. Um, how do we even get on this subject? You're we making a talk- do- I was I was making You're a, to make a picture Dorian Gray of Dorian comparison. Gray yeah. comparison. Go ahead. That Kathleen Turner and Jessica Rabbit, it's like the opposite picture of Dorian Gray. Well, she was like, back in the day, she was like, for her time, like a sex symbol. I guess. Yeah. Um, but now she looks like a bull right. mastiff. <laughs> right, but Jessica Rabbit still looks like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, exactly. Cool, point, point made. Yeah. Um, I think that's also part of it is like, with like my Roger thing is, that's not, it's developed, but I think it's underdeveloped. You know, like how did they get, they just get together because she, she makes him, he makes her laugh, you know. That's all. That's all that she needs. Basically, that's right. Like, like the gist of it. Yeah, you want to have a conversation about that right now. You want to have a conversation about that right now. So no. Jessica Rabbit is with Roger Rabbit because she can't resist a man that makes her laugh. Yeah. You want to tell you want to tell people of this great podcast, all of our listeners out there, how how you and I got together. No. Okay. Yeah. I know it's been a while since you've actually been funny, but. Maybe you can remember to the times we got together why I, I decided I'm to be I'm hilarious. Okay. I'm funny. Think of all the characters. I'm funnier. I have, no, no, it's not true. <laughs> I am much funnier than you. Um, I think of all the characters that I have, all my voices. Who, like, I'm trying to think. Some, some of the hits here. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay, you know? <laughs> Beetlejuice. Beals is always good as well. Blue Snailsman. Who doesn't love Blue Snailsman? Nobody loves blue snailsmen. Are you just trying to uh, like mimic the movie and just like get Roger all your Rabbit? yeah get I all get your all, random look, characters? Hey, look, in. there's my new character, Jillian's glass case. He's got eyes and everything. It's hilarious. Hey, hold on, wait for this. this Why? Gone. How do we get so off subject? Please it's let's gone. get back on subject. So off the rails. Okay, so so there's nothing you don't like. Do you not, have a favorite part? Not really. Um, 
favorite part? Um, I really do enjoy the opening, the short, and like. I like the tisking. Finding out. I really like the beginning when um, it's just like the short, and then it cuts, and then you see like they're actually actors and stuff. Like I just like that reveal mm-hmm. and how it kind of leads into the movie and the world that we're in. I like that. Um, I like uh, any scene with Benny the Cab. I think it He's was... cool. Yeah, I, I think like it was a, a good character. I think it was funny. I, like I think Benny. it brought some more humor to it. Um, I like what, when... Um, well, we, we, we can start getting into performances. I like there's a lot of callbacks. It establishes a lot of stuff. It doesn't feel heavy, heavy-handed, and it comes back. Yeah, like um, the, when he takes the shot of alcohol... Yeah, like the train whistle. The stuff. the weasels constantly laughing, and that whole sequence of yeah. of Eddie, you know, like killing them by just making them laugh and stuff. Yeah, like I think it it does a good job of setting up yeah. the things and coming back to yeah. it, like you said, without feeling like overdone and like mm-hmm. obvious. And it does a good job of being a, a, like a really good mystery and not knowing who's what, you know. Right, until, like, who's until, the bad guy, yeah, and if you know, he's, like, like a which, or what. Yeah, or, like, who, you know, like, just grab it, you're not sure what her intentions are for a lot of it, and that kind of thing, so. Um, to go any deeper, I think we have to get into performances, so let's get into MVP and LVP. Okay. Um, where do you want to start? I mean, I think MVP will probably be easier at Go this ahead. Point. Um, as much as I like some of the performances and, like, the characterizations that the tunes are... I think the MVP has to be either Bob Hoskins or Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. I think that they carry everything. I mean, because they're acting like against a inanimate or object or like with like nothing there. Yeah, I mean, I think I like think I said, Charlie really Fleischer does an amazing job bringing Roger to life. Mm-hmm. Um, but my critique would kind of disqualify him from being MVP. My MVP is Bob Hoskins. I, yeah, think, I think he does such a phen- phenomenal job. He, like he plays the right amount of of everything. He he ends up being very funny. He ends up being very endearing. He's very tragic. He's very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, he is great aggravated. He's great heroic. Even like those little moments of like him talking to Betty Boop, or like him, um, you know, reminiscing about his brother dying. And- uh, this was like a very sought after role. role very yeah. famously, Bill Murray was going to be offered for it, and, I and he would have taken it, but he doesn't have a fucking agent, so he just missed the call. And he was like, like "Damn, what a love to do!" But like, I like I close my eyes and like I see it, but I'm like, I can't imagine anybody else doing this yeah. and doing it as well as Bob Hoskins I agree. can. It's like one of those like, like you said before, like Christopher Lloyd plays these characters, like these. Amazing, like iconic characters. Bob Hoskins does as well in this movie. Yeah, it's the most expensive animated film ever made when it was greenlit. Really? Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, Terry Gilliam was gonna direct. Harrison Ford was Spielberg's first choice, and then Bill Murray was considered. Uh, Eddie Murphy turned it down. That would have been interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean. Oh, you know who originally was Judge Doom, or was originally um, auditioned? Yeah. Tim Curry. But just like the Joker in Batman the Animated Series, he was too uh, was terrifying. Too scary? Yeah. That, I would have loved to have seen that, though. That would have been really cool. Yeah. Um, oh, and Benny the Cab was also Charlie Fleischer. So, he did, he did work. 
he did, did work. Some work. But yeah, for me, it's Hoskins. I love the sequence when like he's killing the weasels. I think that's very funny. I also love when um, just him, like, at the club, you know, reacting to Jessica Rabbit. And even him when the weasels are in the apartment and he's, like, hiding Roger and stuff. Like, he just plays everything yeah. awesomely. Um, Bob Hoskins is dope. Rest in peace, Bob Hoskins. You're, you're great. Wish we could see him more. Christopher Lloyd, of course, is right there. You know, he plays a wonderful, foreboding villain. Ends up being insane. Um, and that's also very fun. Uh, we mentioned Charlie Fleischer, Kathleen Turner, of course, is iconic. Um, who's your LVP? That's a little bit more difficult. Um, I didn't particularly care for either of the guys who played the two, like the two guy, uh, yeah, Acme and uh, Maroon. Maroon. Uh, Acme is my nominee just because. He seemed a little, I don't know. Real pervy. Real, real pervy. I think that was kind of where I'm getting at. It's like he seemed like a sleaze. Yeah, and very he's supposed like, to be like this like outstanding guy who's going to leave his town to the tunes. And like even in death, I'm like, no, probably fuck that guy. Yeah, because he wanted to just fuck all the tunes. Like, no. Not like fuck him over, but like, like legitimately patty fuck cake. Him. He just was having fun. Yo, Yo bro. It'd be great if his like just was like no he just played patty cake with me but then like Pepe Le Pew comes out like that motherfucker put a finger in me. <laughs> he had me turn my head and cough. Uh, also, uh, yeah, it should be this guy just for his name, Stubby K. Of course, his real name was Bernard Solomon Kotzen, so <laughs> that Jew knew what he was doing. Uh, oh my god, you're so rude! You don't know he's Jewish. Bernard Solomon Kotzen. So yeah, I, I was fine with Maroon. Um, I always liked Joanna Cassidy, um, who played Dolores. She was um, yeah, she was good. Always in these movies, she was in Blade Runner. I remember she was also in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Um, oh, she oh no, she's alive. I thought she was dead. Okay, good. Um, she's got a Golden Globe, three three Emmys. Hell yeah, you get yours. Um, so we're going with Stubby K. Stubby is the LVP? Yeah. Um, is Marvin Acme? Uh, man, it's crazy all the voices in this. It's all the characters, man. I do like, I wish there were more little reference, like the Dumbo thing. I wish there was more to that. You have Yosemite Sam and stuff like throughout it. Mm-hmm. I. I say that now, but I feel like if that movie was done now, there would be too many. Yeah. And it would be way too frantic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, what's the last, like, mixed animation movie? Like, what was the last one? I honestly can't think. And then... This movie was so, like, the legacy section in this movie is just insane. It's also very rare that a movie gets, like, as unanimous of a response as this movie did. Like, they made, like, all the Toontown stuff in Disneyland based off of this movie. Um, Yes, he's right here. Hold on. It says, right here in the controversy, um, Baby Hugh Herman extends his middle finger. Controversy exists over the scene where Daffy Duck and Donald Duck are playing a piano duel, and during his trademark raining gibberish, it is claimed that Donald calls Daffy a goddamn stupid 
blank. However, this is a misinterpretation with the line from the script being doggone stubborn little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Um, there's been a proposed sequel for a very long time. Um, it always gets kind of brought up. Um, Zemeckis is still interested in doing it. Bob Hoskins wanted to do it before he passed. Um, apparently Walt Disney, yeah. The last thing about it, Zemeckis said that the cor- current corporate Disney culture has no interest in Roger, and they certainly don't like Jessica at all. Yeah. That just sucks. So, um, anything I, else? I mean, I can't even tell. Well, um, yeah, what was the last, like, So. would, like, Ted count? Would, like, Ted be it? I mean, maybe, although... I guess a lot of movies now, computer animation. Sure. So, like, computer animation and live action, like Avengers Infinity War is on this list. Yeah, like, I don't care. You know, that, though. Yeah. Uh, Rampage, Redder Player One, Peter Rabbit, Woody Woodpecker, Paddington 2. Uh, like, Beauty and the Beast, because it has CG animated characters. Monster Trucks, Rogue One. But see, even that stuff... Monster like, Calls. Like, that stuff doesn't even look as good as, like, this. You yeah. know what I mean? Sausage Party. Yeah, but that, that was... Pete's <laughs> Dragon. Ghostbusters, one character. Yeah, like, it's like they have, like, a lot of CGI now. Oh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. All right, let's That would this. be it. That's that would disgusting. be it. No, but that's still CGI. Like, that's still... So you're saying, like, hand-drawn animation? I guess. Because then it's way long ago. They yeah. don't hardly do hand-drawn animation I know. anymore. It's so sad. I know, but that's the way it is. That's the way of the world, bro. Give me your best Roger Rabbit impression no. now. Go. I don't do impressions. Do it. Nope. You do it. Oh, Tweety! <laughs> what the fuck was that? Who are you supposed to be? I don't know. I think I need to go to the hospital. Between that and your stutter, I would agree. Man, I hope I come back as like fucking Kevin Pollock's grandson or something. The guy from like Police Academy. Michael Winslow? Yeah. I'll be Michael Winslow. That'd be dope. Oh, fuck. Score time for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, uh, You nominated, so I scored first. Yeah, it's one of the most important animated movies of all time. It's a classic. It holds up. It's a lot of fun. Um, I love watching it. Never gets old. I'm going to give it a nine and a half. I was also going to give it a nine and a half. Okay, so just, just shy of the ten. What was it that caused you to not make it a ten? Can you pinpoint anything? Not enough music. No, legit, legitimately. See, that's not. one of the reasons I like it because it figures it feels different. Mine would be like I talked about the flaws of Roger as a character and wanting yeah. more from the idea. Mine would be, would be because I mean it had some, but I would have liked some more to help set the tone or like a a song to like attach to it rather than just Jessica Rabbit singing something well, but, but sexually. You, you have that. You, you know? have. Um, you have. Like I said, Bob Hoskins singing later on in the movie. I know, but you don't have, like, a Part of Your World or I Just Can't Wait to Be King or, like, that big song that, like, identifies that movie. Yeah, Bo Darn. Bo Darn, you don't have any of that. It's a real shame. Let me tell you. All right, so that is done. So my turn to nominate. I have a big old list, but my list is all, like, 
movies that are way too long and artsy fartsy. And I know that next week's going to have to be pretty quick and an easy show to do. So I'm nominating two movies um, that will be an easy transition for us to come back to um, from Chicago because these are two very famous Chicago movies. Great. They are two totally different movies, but they are equally Chicago to me. Um, my nominations are The Blues Brothers. Only because we're going to see Rich. And Rookie of the Year. Only because we're going to see Rich. They're Chicago movies. Alright, so Blues Brothers. Do, we don't have any of the other Blues Brothers movies? We do not own Blues Brothers 2000. My Auntie Janice was in that movie. Sorry. She has an IMDb page because of it. Um, so Blues Brothers or Rookie of the Year? Rookie of the Year, yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. I think Rookie of the Year will probably be easier for us to get through. So let's do Rookie of the Year. Goddamn right. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. You're welcome, Rich. Oh, that's what I was hoping you'd pick. Rookie of the Year. Hell yeah. I'm, make sure I, I'm trying to make sure I didn't already nominate it. I feel like I have. And I wouldn't nominate Ferris Bueller, but again, it's already been nominated. So. Cool. No, we're good. Rookie of the Year. Hell yeah. Um, we'll talk about that in Chicago next week. Thank you for listening. Check out ArcadeAudio.net for this podcast and the other ones in our network of shows. Please subscribe to the podcast on um, all the platforms where you can get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Make sure you uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash ArcadeAudio. That's where you can get the Mullet Award nominations. Um, the podcast, you can also go to ArcadeAudio.net slash the mullets. Please, 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 please get your votes in. We have a few weeks left before... We wrap that bad boy up. Got a lot of ties going on at the moment, which means, we get, which means we need to get more votes in to break some of those ties for um, our biggest award. 2015's got a lot of good stuff. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everybody. Hide your kids. Hide your wives. Hide yeah. your husband because they're voting for the Mother Awards out here. Um, I'm going to watch that. Was, do you remember that? I remember Do you that. remember that? I remember it. That guy's like a millionaire because of society. At Mary W. Movies on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Married with Movies. So you're lucky there's two songs in this movie because that would have been one of the final songs <laughs> of the podcast if there wasn't. Um, what else? Anything else? No, that's it. Oh, man. I wish I could do a Roger Rabbit impression. I'm really happy that you can't. Can you just try it for me, please? No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to do it. I, I know. I don't. But that's why it's going to be funny. Will you do I this do for me? I don't do impressions on the show because me? I'm terrible at it. But no. that's the thing. Like, I'm terrible and I try. I want you to try no, for me. No, you and think. Me... Okay, the difference between the two of us. No, I know. I know I'm bad and you yeah. think you're good and that's why you continue to do them. I know I cannot do an impression. I can barely speak as myself. I'm not doing an impression. Fine. In the show. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Do it! No. Do it! That's what no, you're supposed I can't to. Even do you're, it. you're supposed to subvert people's expectations and you do it! I don't even know what I would say. Just do it. Give me a line. Uh, I love you, Jessica. I love you, Jessica. You fucking suck. Yeah. The woman marries the man because he's funny. Run and tell that homeboy. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I say.
I'm so bad I can't even get through it. Worth it. It's terrible. Worth it. I know I'm bad at it. I can't, I, no. We're a match made in heaven. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.